name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, even as we go into your word this morning, speak to us in the name of Jesus. Speak through me in the name of Jesus. Lord, make my tongue like a pen of a ready writer in the name of Jesus. Speak life unto us in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. It's going to be a short service. It's going to be a short message this morning. Often when the pastor says, my message is going to be short, then get ready for a long sermon. But because we plan to do evangelism after service today and next week Sunday, because we want to be intentional, because this month, the theme for this month is harvest time. You know, so we have, we, have, we have spent time to pray. We have spent time to wait on God. We just want to go out there, you know, and just speak to a few, a few students after service. So that is why. But we're still going to have a good time in God's presence. So today I want to be speaking briefly on the laws of harvest. The laws of harvest. I started speaking on harvest time two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I really laid foundation about harvest time. I said harvest time is reward time. Harvest time is result time. Harvest time is work time. When it is harvest season, you will never see a farmer sleeping. When it's harvest season, farmers are not only excited. It is, a, it is their time of reward. Because the, when you are sowing seed, it takes a lot to sow. Some, some ground are very strong. You have, to, you have to do so much to crack the ground. Okay? And harvest time, for some people, is judgment time. As a student... You have write your exam. Your harvest time is result. Your judgment time is result time. Some people, when it's result time, they are not too. They are anxious. But you just say, you know what? I've done my best. I trust God. So today, I want to talk about the laws of harvest. You see, I'm going to be relating. For us, harvest time is evangelism time. Harvest time is a time to reach out. You know, we're talking two weeks ago. About the fact that the scripture for the month, the scripture for the month says, John chapter 4 and verse 38 to 35, do not say there is still four months and then come the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes, look at the field, they are ready for harvest. You see, in, in, in reality, when a farmer sows a seed, it takes time for, the, for harvest to come. But when it comes to evangelism, there is no time to waste. The more time you waste, the more souls are perishing. You don't need six months to settle into your job, into your new area to evangelize. The things you wear, the things you say, what you do is a way of evangelism. It's a way to tell people who you are. Some people don't even need to ask you. They just know that there's something unique and different about this person. Whenever we are gossiping, they don't join us to gossip. What exactly is about them? And so you are, you know, you are telling them something. You are telling them what you believe in. You are telling them who you are and who you are not. But today, I want to focus. Life is all about laws. Okay, so, but before I go there, um, I haven't done this in a while, but I just had a prompting in my spirit to bring it, to, to bring it back. So I've got a few quotes here on harvest. You see, when you seed well, you harvest better. When you plant the right seed, you see a student who spent quality time to revise. They will do well in their exams. And when, so when the result come, because result time is harvest time, they will have better harvest. Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seed 
that you plant. Don't do your result is a result. Your result is a result. Okay, when you get your exam result, what you your final score is a result of the amount of time you put in your study. I'm sure many of us, as a student, when we are student, we leave everything to last minute. And sometimes God will come through for us. But when you are always doing last minute all the time, there is a problem. There is a time management issue that we need to work on. Give much and you will get much. In other words, if you plant much, you will, you get, you, you will harvest much. If you plant a little, you will harvest a little. And so these are just food for thoughts for you and I. That nothing just happened. Okay? There are universal laws that govern our health. There are universal laws that, gov that govern the universe. For example, the law of gravity. Whatever goes up must come down. If I throw this paper up now, and I start speaking in tongues, except God does miracle, the paper will drop on the floor. Because that's what the laws of gravity says. Okay? Don't, don't, don't worry about all those movies you watch when somebody is flying. You know, it's their movies. Okay? The law of mathematics says... Two parallel lines do not meet. For those of us who are scientists, you know, two, when there are two parallel lines, for them to meet, something must happen. They cannot meet. The law of housekeeping, as you lay your bed, you will sleep on it. <laughs> you are laughing. As you lay your bed, if you don't lay it, then it's dirty. Some of us, the reason why our, our, our room or our flat is dirty is because, you know, we leave it that way. Okay? I, I thought this is interesting. The law of the prophet. He says, whatsoever you want men to do to you, do the same to them. Whatever you want me to do to you, do to the next person. Because guess what? What goes around comes around. You, can't, you see, the problem with us Christian church people is we are, we are such an hypocrite. We spend a lot of time to pray. Oftentimes we, are, we, we abuse God's grace. But God will have mercy upon us in the name of Jesus. As I'm preaching to you this morning, I have first and foremost preached this message to myself. So I'm preaching it again for the second time. And the law of harvest says, whatever a man sows, he shall also reap. If you sow bitterness, guess what you will reap? Bitterness. If you sow anger, guess what you will reap? Anger. If you sow love, guess what you will reap? Love. It's a matter of time. Sometimes you reap your harvest immediately. Sometimes it takes time. But you will reap what you sow. Because scripture says there is a time and a season for everything. There is a time. On this earth, there is seed time and harvest time. Whether you like it or not. Whether you want it or not, winter is coming. You can spend 30 days of fasting and prayer. Winter will come. You cannot stop winter from coming. It's just the law of the land. You see, it's interesting that if we look at, let me open the, the scripture, Galatians 6, verse 7 to verse 8. If we look at the structure and the order of things around us, we will discover that they operate on certain laws and principles. You see, the law of harvest in particular affects everything, even God himself. The reason why Jesus... The reason why God has the, the, the power to save is because he came to die himself. 
he has already sown the seed. Galatians 6 verse 7 says, Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who only live to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from So, what you sow, you would reap. Look at your neighbor, eyeball to eyeball. Look at your neighbor. Don't let them meet. Say, what you sow, you will reap. Look at the next person. Say, what I sow. No, no, not what you sow now because you have told them off. Now you tell yourself off. Look at them and say, what I sow, I will reap. That's the law of the land. It doesn't matter the matter. It don't. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. You see, a farmer will plant, will, will sow seeds, and they will reap an harvest. If you look at the best singers in the world, they spend quality time to develop their talent. They are sowing. You see singers who have lovely voice. I want to be like them. But what you eat? <laughs> you cannot be eating certain food and your voice will be like them. It's just wishful thinking. Oh, let's look at students. We can relate with this. The result you get is a product of the harvest, the, soul, the seed you have sown. Some of the best teachers we have is because they've invested time to be a good teacher. God deliberately subjects himself to the law of harvest to show us how important this law is. We cannot take it for granted. So today, we'll be looking at the law of harvest, the fundamental law of harvest. Oftentimes, when we talk about the law of sowing, the law of seed, you know, as a pastor, people automatically think you want to talk about money. But, you see, money is the lowest form of giving. God wants you to first give yourself. If you give yourself to God, you will give everything that comes with it. Because when you have a servant... When you are, when you hold the, when you have a servant or a slave, everything the slave holds belongs to you. There was a story of a of of of, of a of, of a rich man who's about to die, and he 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 has a servant who is dedicated to to him, and so he willed everything to his servant, and the son was so angry that why would my father do that? So why the, the son sought cancer? The elders told him, then tell your father, I want to own the slave. Because when you hold the slave, you hold everything the slave holds. So I want to talk about seven laws of harvest. But I'm going to touch on three of them today. And I'm going to round up next week. Because these laws, they are fundamentals. They are, if we failure to abide by these laws... We cannot harvest. We cannot harvest souls. We cannot make progress. We cannot succeed. Have you seen somebody competent in their job? They invested time in it. Why do you call people experts? Where does experience come from? You know, you go for some job interview. 
you have no experience, you have no experience. I need to start from somewhere. If you don't employ me, where will I get that experience? So you want me to use somebody else's experience to come and work for you? But there are ways around it. The first law, we reap only what has been sown. We reap only what has been sown. When it is not so, you cannot reap it. And I'm going to explain. And I've got a few scriptures to read here. Psalm 90 and verse 12. Ephesians 5 verse 15 to 17. You see, if you are not making progress in something, maybe you have not really sown anything in that area. And that's why you are not reaping. So you have to ask yourself. But there is a twist. In fact, I could preach a whole sermon on this particular law. There is a twist in this. Okay? Because, you remember, I didn't say you reap only what you sow. I didn't say that. And I'm going to get there. Psalm 90 and verse 12 says, Teach us to realize our privilege of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Verse Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 17. We need wisdom to be, able to, to be able to sow. We need wisdom. Because oftentimes, what you reap, it could be, what you reap is not good nor bad. It is only bad because you sow what is bad. If you sow bad attitude, you reap bad attitude. If you sow good attitude, so when you are, if you are not seeing what, if, you, if you don't like what you see, change what you are sowing. Does that make sense? If you don't like what you are reaping, if, people are, if people's attitude to you are, are, are not good enough, check your attitude towards others. Because, like I said, what goes around comes around. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. But like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't leave. I pray for you and I. May we not live like fools in the name of Jesus. May we not sow like fools in the name of Jesus. We need wisdom so that we can make the wise choices and we can sow rightly. Because oftentimes, you... Some people, the reason why they find it hard to evangelize is because they have not spent time in the Word of God. You don't even know what the Word of God is saying. So you wonder, I don't know what to say. You're not meant to say your words. Say the words of God. But if you don't have a relationship with that God to an extent, you cannot reap. Now, there are three ways we harvest. There are three ways we harvest. First and foremost, we harvest what we sow. I will harvest what I sow. Second, we harvest what God has sown. And thirdly, you harvest what others have sown. So here's the twist. Ladies and gentlemen, I need to watch the kind of seed I'm sowing because my children will reap the harvest of it. Am I making sense? So, the challenges I'm facing, sometimes, you know, we talk about generational causes. We talk about Abraham's blessings. Abraham's blessings are mine. Is Abraham my father? Abraham has died over 2,000 years ago. But because God said, I will bless your generations. 
So I can key into that. So ladies and gentlemen, you, we have to be careful the kind of seeds we are sowing. You know, oftentimes, we become born again. Not just because what somebody has told you. There are many people who have, who have sown that seed over time. And then the person goes to a different city, somebody talks to them, or they have an encounter, and boom, they are born again. But there is a process. Genesis 26 and verse 12. Scripture says, And Isaac sowed in the land, and in the same year he reaped a hundredfold. You can imagine, if what Isaac sowed was bad, what will he reap? It's that simple. That is what he, because that is what he has sown. So this is a universal law that even God himself abide by it. Genesis 26 and verse 12. Let's read it. I think that's what it says. Genesis 26 and verse 12. You see, see, when Isaac planted his crop that year, he harvested a hundred times more grains than he planted for the Lord blessed him. So ladies and gentlemen, for us to really, for us to really evangelize, for us to relate this to evangelism, you need to, you need to, you need to, you need to create time to know the word of God for yourself. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What you don't have, you cannot give. You can imagine as a student, you go into an exam or you are not prepared for. You can't write anything. Or I read the ceiling. I went for one exam back in Nigeria when I was doing, well, it was a Yoruba exam actually. So my best friend was not Yoruba. We are not from the same tribe. So what I did in that exam is I copied all the questions as the answer. Now, when the result came out, what do you think I was expecting? When they say, question one, answer this. In the answer, I use the question as the answer. <laughs> you can imagine. What am I expecting? What am I expecting? James chapter 1 and verse 17. We reap also what God sowed. God sent his only begotten son, John 3.16. That whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus was the seed that God sowed for you and I, to, for, for God to be able to have mercy on us. For us to enjoy God's mercy, for us to enjoy God's favor, Jesus was the seed. Jesus was the seed. He says, whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father, who created all things, who created all the lights in the heaven. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. So God never changes. So oftentimes, you and I, we enjoy certain blessings. Sometimes, you speak to somebody for the first time, and they accept Jesus. You wonder, wow, I didn't think it's that easy. That's God's favor. That is God at work. That is God at work. Sometimes you speak to some people, it takes time. There's actually, you know, my daddy has been telling me this, or my mom has been telling me this, but I don't think I'm ready. Or I don't believe in church. But we don't give up. So ladies and gentlemen, and, and probably the most important one in all of this is we reap what others sow. 
So, whether I like it or not, what I do will affect my children and their children. One of the prayers I pray when I grew up is, I want my children and my great-great-grandchildren to remember their great-great-grandfather and say, I thank my great-great-grandfather for what he did. Because they will weep. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 10 to verse 11. So we need to, we, we need to be careful the kind of lifestyle we are living. We need to be careful. We need to be careful because it will affect the people after us. Some people, when they think about their parents, they just lament. That will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. He says, The Lord your God will soon bring you into the land he saw to give you when he made a vow to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So, so, we tap into this, not because God spoke to us directly, but because God promised. God, God, God made a vow. And when scripture says, God swore, if, if God should make such things, he will never go back on it. He will never go back on it. So ladies and gentlemen, it is important the kind of life we live. It is important the kind of things we do. It is important because we will reap. We'll enjoy things that we have no, nothing about. Some people, they say, why, why, why am I not favored? Why is it that this and this and that? You have to be careful. Sometimes it's not you. It's the people before you. I pray God will help us all in the name of Jesus. Number two, we reap the same in kind as we sow. And I'm going to explain. We reap the same in kind as we sow. You cannot sow an apple and reap a banana. You cannot sow an apple and expect to reap nothing less than an apple. Okay? This law in particular strongly stress our need to follow the admonition, take heed lest we fall. We know the story of David. Second Samuel chapter 11 verse 1 to verse 15. David coveted his neighbor's wife. Bathsheba. David committed adultery to Bathsheba. David committed murder by telling the soldiers to put Bathsheba's husband in the front of the wall so that he can be killed. But do you know that David does not know that what I'm doing, my generation will, will see, will sow this exactly the same time. Exact, nothing different. Exactly the same. You know, I think it was last month, the senior pastor was preaching, and they were looking at two families. A family who was a Christian in the 20, over 2,000 years ago in America. They did a study. Two families. A Christian family, pastor, and a family who is 80. They don't believe in God. 2,000 years, they look at over 200 generations. And statistics shows that in that family that were Christian, over 40%, 40 were pastors, were leaders. In fact, 1%, one, of, one, one of the family was the vice president, vice president at the time. But the other family were atheists. 80, a lot of them were adulterers, been to prison, so many things. Because that is what that family has sown. You know, 
we need to be grateful to our parents that they introduced Jesus to us. We need to be grateful because it has helped shape on our life. So you can imagine, I cannot but tell my children about God. I cannot but. And I sow my little seed. They also grew up. They found out God for themselves. They sowed their own seed. And it goes on and on and on. See, David's downfall into sin posed a serious warning to each of us of the deceitfulness of sin and the, the consequence in the law of sowing and reaping. It is so important that we would reap the same in kind as we sow. It will be the same. And the, the interesting thing is, not only will it be the same, it will be more than the same. Because when you plant, you know, my wife likes planting. <laughs> she likes planting, and she's planting different things, and some of them are blossoming. And just one or two seeds, you see, a, you, you see a massive tree, you see a massive plant, and you know, and you see the fruit. You get excited from one seed. So even though it's one thing you did, by the time the your by the time you are reaping in the same kind, it will be multiplied. You preach the gospel to one soul, you save one soul, you have saved a generation because that person will get married. If they are married to their family and they will eventually, over time, everybody will be converted. Even though you have saved one soul, you can imagine the person that Bishop Boyedepo, Pastor Adeboye, Benihin, um, all these big, big men of God, even the senior pastor, the person that got him to become born again, he just thought, he's just Sheko that became born again. But senior pastor has, has been able to influence thousands of young people. Nobody saw that coming. So you will reap in the same kind as you sow, but you will reap more. I pray for you and I, God help us to sow good seeds in the name of Jesus, so that we can reap good harvest in the name of Jesus. Number three, as we round up, we reap in a different season than we sow. We reap in a different season that we sow. And I will explain. You see, I often will tell young people, be careful how you live your life. Because I'm sure you've heard of this phrase, buy now, pay later. Eh? You, buy, you go and buy a sofa from sofa something, 2,000 pounds. They say, interest free. You start paying in two years time. But you will pay it. No, now, if you, don't, if you don't plan to make that payment, if you are not saving up for that payment, you say, in two years' time, I will have gotten a better job, my salary will have increased, it doesn't always work like that. So, what we are sowing now, oftentimes, what, the life we are living now will catch up with us in future. You know, I remember when I was a student, I wasn't, I wasn't a pastor when I was a student, but my colleagues in class would go to library, they would go clubbing, and the reason why I didn't go clubbing was not because I was born again. It was because it's too cold, I don't have money, fam, it's just long, like, allow it, man, I'm not doing it. And then I was fresh in the UK, so 
I don't really understand the song properly. You know, when you when you're from Africa, you used to have beat and all those things, and you want to go and listen to Justin Bieber. You're like, if you're not used to that kind of song, if you're not, you're like, fam. And the drinks are too expensive. I don't I don't drink, so why would I go there? I waste money. I'll be cold. I'm not interested. But eventually, it was easier for me. A few months, a few years down the line, it was easier for me to preach the gospel to my colleagues, to invite them to church, because I was not living their life. You can imagine, you want to invite the same friend to church that you just went to go and see in two, three days ago. We know you. Some people say, he's born again. We know him. He will soon come back, because they know the kind of seed you've sown. They know your past life, so it's hard for you to convince them. So ladies and gentlemen, we will reap in a different season than we have sowed. And so we need to be very careful. We need to be, sometimes the harvest never comes immediately after planting for a while. But scripture says there is seed time and harvest time. There is cold and winter. There are seasons of life and the harvest, some harvest will never come immediately, but it will catch up on us. And I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 20. 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 20. Some people will say, well, you know, I want to live my life now. And so, I want to live my life now. But tomorrow is not promised to anyone. You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. The best time to start is now, not tomorrow. Because oftentimes, you want to preach. The reason why some... Some students are not even preaching. The, some students, I realize that their colleagues don't even know they go to church. And they're very active in church. Why? Because their colleagues know their lifestyle. So you want to invite me to God, but you yourself, we know what we did the night before or two days ago. So you can't tell me about God. When I was a student, when my friends asked me, how was your weekend? Oh, Calibre, Kodoska. It's time for me to preach to them. I would tell, oh, I went to church. It was good. Do you want to hear about it? Do you want to know more about it? about what, what I learned in church. But some people, how was the weekend? Ah, it was alright, just a normal. So, no, it's not normal. You went to church. You hear the word of God. What, how did it bless you? Ask them, can I share with you? Scripture says, First Samuel chapter 1 and verse 20, And in due time, she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel. For she said, I asked the Lord for him. It didn't ask, it's not the same, it's not the same season that a woman would conceive that she would give birth. There is, there, there is a nine-month process. There is a nine-month process. So I want to encourage us, ladies and gentlemen, the law of harvest is, is an important law. The law of harvest is a law that God himself takes personally. God himself obeyed the law of harvest. God himself will not go against the law of harvest. You see, all this law that we've spoken about, all the laws that I've spoken about earlier, the law of gravity, Holy Spirit can make me float, and I will float. The law of mathematics, the law of housekeeping, angels can come and clean my house while I'm away. I'm telling you, angels can do this. If, if, you know, God, God is not a God of magic, but he's a God of miracles. But the law of harvest, God himself follows that law. 
because it's, it's a law that teaches us principles of life. Galatians 6 and verse 9, as we round up. Galatians 6 and verse 9. So let us not get rid of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. My friends, I was telling my wife that when I was in first year of uni, when I was in university, you know, instead of accommodation, all of my flatmates, all of them, they will go clubbing, they will, you know, in fact, freshers week is temptation week. For you guys, you know what I'm talking about. There is so many clubbing events ordered by the SU. So, as a campus fellowship, we now decided that we want to create an alternate platform for like Christians who they don't want to go clubbing, but they also equally want to go out and meet new people. But you know, I didn't go with them, I didn't even know about Arrow, I didn't go with them. And those people, eventually, I dragged them to church. Eventually, they came with me to church. Eventually, we became friends. We did Bible study together. We started fellowship together. And the fellowship is blossoming even 12 years after I finished university. Why? Because God helped us. And I'm going to round up with this, with this, with this quote. It, as far as I know, it's Chinese whisper. Okay? It was said by the Chinese. Okay? So, he said, So a thought. Reap an action. Sow an action. Reap a habit. Sow a habit. Reap a character. Sow a character. Reap a destiny. But guess what? It all starts from a thought. So I can, I can conclude this, with this, this proverb and say, Sow a thought. Reap a destiny. Let us rise up on our feet. I want you to pray and say, God help me. You see, in this time we are in, yes, it might be difficult. I'm not saying it's, good, it's, it's easy. Yes, it won't be easy, but it's doable. Christ is an example. You and I will be another sample of Christ. When I was a student and I was doing this thing, a lot of people were thinking, maybe I'm fake. The people said so, so many things. Or he's trying to form that he's righteous and whatnot. I didn't listen to them. It's, it's a matter of time. They joined me. They joined me. Because when they, when they enter problem, they remember God. You know, people always remember God in trouble's time. That's when they remember, ah, I used to fast and pray before. They don't start fasting and pray. My senior pastor will say, when you pray, when you are in trouble, then you are in trouble indeed. If you can pay, buy now and pay later. Then why not pray now and pray later? Do the prayer now. You see, when, I remember when I, when I was single, before I got married, I had a friend who would go to church and pray all night. Who would go there, who pray, pray, who fall asleep, who wake up, who pray again. Who pray, pray, who go home. I don't have that chance to do all those things now because I have a family. I can't leave my children at home while my wife is at work to see I'm going to, to pray. That's an irresponsible man. But there are things that I was able to do then that I can't do now. But I was able to invest in those times. I wanted to pray and say, God help me. Holy Spirit, give me the wisdom to sow the right seeds. Seeds are very important. The kind of seed will sow will determine the harvest you will reap. If, if as a student you make up your mind, every day I will go through my books for one hour, for two hours. Just set it and follow it. Don't just, don't just leave it. I will leave it the last minute. You, are, you, you, you now put everybody under pressure. We are fasting and praying for you. Where, where we could fast and pray on something else. 
I want to just pray and say, God, help me. God, help me. God, help me. You know, peradventure, maybe we have even made bad choices. Just say, God, have mercy on me. You are God of forgiveness. Forgive me, O Lord God. Just ask God. Just ask God to help you. Ask God to help you. We see, we want to be intentional about the kind of seed we are sowing. People can, people will laugh at you. People will mock you. But scripture says, you will reap if you don't give up. If just don't give up. It's a matter of time. The same people who are laughing at you will celebrate you. It says, I will set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Oh, Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise, Lord. We give you all the glory. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for us. Lord, we don't want to be hearers of your word. We want to be doers in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. Lord, we pray, oh Lord God, you will give us the wisdom to sow the right seeds in the name of Jesus. Paraventure, if there are seeds that have been sown and we are reaping, Lord, you are God of mercy. Have mercy upon us in the name of Jesus. Forgive us in the name of Jesus. We are sorry, Lord, for the things we have made it. Help us to make things right in the name of Jesus. Lord, we commit this new week into your hand. I pray for everyone. This week shall be a good week for you and I in the name of Jesus. It shall be a fruitful week in the name of Jesus. It shall be a productive week in the name of Jesus. This week you will receive favor round about in the name of Jesus. This, seed, this week you will sow the right seeds in the name of Jesus. This week God will bless you in your going and in your coming in the name of Jesus. This week all the plans and agenda of the evil one will destroy and will cancel in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise, sir. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Can we share the grace and fellowship? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and his mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, surely, surely, God's goodness and his mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Not yourself declare, say, surely, surely, God's goodness and his mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a wonderful week. God bless you and God bless me.